Hello and welcome back to the show where we talk about TV shows with friends. And thank you to all our friends out there listening. We're excited to talk about a new show today. That show is called The Goldbergs. It's a show that Steve chose to follow up Dark Matter. So Steve, why don't you take it away and tell us a little more about the Goldbergs? Thank you, Eli. And thank you to all our friends out there all over the world. So excited to start a new show. And wow, did we just have a ride with Dark Matter, right? It was the twists, the turns, really intense. And for me, I just, I really wanted to switch it up and bring a lighthearted family comedy to the podcast. And for me, I really like the Goldbergs because it's sort of like the Wonder Years on crack. <laughs> it uh, gives you all the nostalgia and fun of the 80s. And a little bit of that warmth and, and emotional pulling the heartstrings a little bit, maybe. But I just th- I find it to be a really funny show. So I'm really interested in what Eli thinks. What did you think of the pilot, Eli? Mm, yeah, we definitely switched it up. And we're really taking a wild ride now over lots of different types of shows. And this show is probably our, uh, well, I don't want to speak too broadly, but this show is definitely uh, a comedy and combines elements of maybe some other shows we've watched, but is uh, in a fresh space, right? We've had the 90s nostalgia of Dairy Girls, but this is a very different 80s nostalgia and... uh, North American, I guess it's unclear, right, that this is Canada from the pilot, or at least that he grew up in Canada. But this is undoubtedly, you know, very North American, American-influenced 80s garb, culture, you know, scenery, cars. There's just a lot of great elements that bring those of us who were children in the 80s, though small, uh, and still have memories right back to that time. And certainly through the nostalgia of having grown up, you know, in that era and right after that, um, the, the feeling of the 80s is, is pretty quickly captured in this pilot. So that's a lot of fun. And yeah, I think the comps to the Wonder Years are pretty clear. And also like... I don't know if I would say Wonder Years on crack as much as like the Wonder <laughs> Years accelerated, right? And um, mm-hmm. it's a look back, but now, you know, in a much later time. And it is definitely a counterpoint to the sort of cherubic, uh, almost angle of you know, the Wonder Years looking back, the nostalgia-filled, very like, I don't know if cherubic's even the right adjective, but sort of uh, rosy-hued nostalgia of the Wonder Years, this is a very frank, funny look into an actual family. And uh, I 
don't know if it's revealed really before the final credits, but you see some of the actual uh, characters in the final credits of the pilot um, from his real footage. So um, I know you had mentioned uh, initially that element, but there's a lot of fun stuff that brings us back to the time. And then, yeah, it's a very different, uh, very different dynamic and setup than one years, but it also is reminiscent of that and some degree of Dairy Girls, right? It does have that comedic period, uh, family, multi-generational thing going on. So a lot of fun stuff. And from shows we watched here or shows we grew up with, this one's not hard to get into and get into the spirit and time that this is set in, right? Oh, absolutely. I think I was trying to get a gotcha phrase there when I said Wonder Years on crack. I was going for the wow factor, but you're right. <laughs> it's not necessarily Wonder Years on crack, and there is probably a more linear connection in tone to Dairy Girls yeah. than anything else I could sort of compare it to or allude to, but yeah, um, I, I agree and I do think that, so though the creator is Canadian, I believe they set it in America. Okay, It yeah. was my understanding, and it gets a little clearer later on. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it seems uh, like it's definitely set in the U.S. based on um, dress, you know, scenery, exterior shots, um, et cetera. So, yeah, it's definitely suburbia or, um, you know, right. pretty genericana <laughs> americana <laughs> 80s vibe going on here yeah they put it i think they put it on the east coast i think it's i believe it's like outside of philadelphia or it's somewhere in that kind of area yeah. of the world and um and kind of funny and i mean i love first of all, i love i love a lot of the characters and i was i'm really most interested in and which characters you liked the most and or made you laugh or if there were any moments that made you kind of laugh out loud. I just, I, I, uh, I'm glad you, it seems like you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And just wanted to hear kind of what moments and characters <laughs> you sort of liked off the bat. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an interesting pilot because I think it, it introduces us to the, the cast characters in the world. Um, and we get the, we get the sort of setup and the point of view, right? So um, the main character is the youngest brother, right? And yeah. he is, you know, always kind of there, often as the camera in hand, but he seems to have a very, like, rich uh, family life as the youngest, right? He's able to sort of, like, be uh, a part of it and observing it in a way. And I think that's a cool thing they set up. Mm -hmm. Like many shows and certainly a network sitcom, it's got the episodic mini caper, you know, nature. And this one's very much focused on the driving and therefore the siblings, especially the, the brother, the middle brother. And so what I thought was interesting is, um, it drops us just right into this sitcom world and life and family without yeah. really being like a 
piloty pilot. It's like yeah. barely 20 minutes. It's, you know, just one little mini story and caper. Um, so out of that, I was, I felt like we get a lot of the grandpa who's amazing mm. and hilarious and, um, you know, great, great actor. I forget his name. The, the late and great uh, George uh, Siegel or Siegel. Right, yeah. Love that guy. I mean, so many credits. Um, so many. Always the, like, uh, character, kind of older, quirky guy, grandpa, et cetera, role, dad even. Um, and then I think the family, it, there's, like, such great characters and archetypes very quickly painted and I was really um I mean I think the dad's fun because it's like you get the archetype immediately that opening shot of him just like walking in the door dropping his pants being like I got the TV (laughs) (laughs) um so he's funny but I think really what uh intrigued me more was like the mom and the older sister Mm. because a we like don't get much really about the older sister in this pilot. And so she's sort of like, hmm, I wonder what else, you know, comes out as far as her role and personality. And then the mom is just such an amazing, colorful, literally and figuratively character that she's got to be like pretty high, uh, if not at the top of the list of just like really stand out, want to see more, like really hilarious archetype of like she run like she wears the pants in the family oh and the dad takes off his pants when he comes hey but she wears the pants in the house obviously um to a large degree and yet the just like picture of this like colorful big-haired 80s mom is so iconic and funny and so i thought her character was great and i'm interested in sort of all of the, you know, cast, really. Um, Though I would say, like, I'm more interested in, you know, learning more about the sister than, like, riding more with the middle brothers, just, you know, complete foibles and 16-year-old failures. Like, he's sort of fun because you understand that archetype, but he's not the character I'm like, ooh, can't wait to see a bunch more episodes featuring middle brother Barry. You know, like, I'm more interested in some of the uh, characters that weren't as focused on, but I do think it sets up well to kind of each episode's going to take us somewhere different, different character, different family member, different, like, I already get the sense that um, they really are just like, dropping us right in and being like, this is just the first installment. And like, please do just push play on the next one. And now in the age of streaming and binging, this would be definitely a very bingeable show. So we'll see how far we get in, uh, in this first season. Yeah. Those were awesome. Awesome observations, Eli. And, and you're right. It was this pilot did have like a really strong mini caper, you know, that featured the middle, the middle brother. And there's definitely more. I'm excited when you do get to know more or see more in the next couple episodes about the mom and the sister. Like, um, there's a lot there. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but it was interesting for me to watch this pilot and see, cool, yeah, they, you're so right. They did just drop you right in to this 
into this moment and kind of intro everyone's characters, give you a little taste of what they're going to bring to the table or, you know, what kind of energy or archetype or comedy might moments you might expect. And uh, I thought, yeah, it's just, it was all about not just setting the table, but just really just dropping you in this world with this family in the 1980s. And yeah, I love everybody. I love the grandpa. And I, I, and I also, the other thing about this pilot, I thought, that they did a good job with was kind of hitting these wonder year moments or tones and you know especially the ending with the parents and just yeah how they kind of bring it back with the sentimentality something we talked about a lot with dairy girls and what they were able to achieve i feel like goldberg's did a pretty good job with that yeah i feel like this show could uh could have had a laugh track if it was released actually back in like <laughs> The late 80s, 90s, like I could hear a laugh track on this show for sure. It has that yeah. like almost that, I guess, comedic sort of pacing. And um, and I think that's something that's amazing where we have these nostalgic shows that are able to not only completely embody and sort of use all these amazing elements of scenery, costuming, music, etc., but also really try to capture the pacing and the feeling of television from those eras, right? And so I wonder how much they consider that in making this as not only wanting to set it in the 80s, but have it feel like an 80s sitcom. I mean... Oh, yeah, good, good point. Think of all the, like, you know, the family sitcoms, like... I feel like the 80s is when it started to really take off and then the, the 90s is just like building on that. And so I wonder, and of course we're not uh, experts, but that would be interesting to see if they were striving to really capture the feeling of the TV from that time as well um, because that's something that I would think would be of interest and potentially you know, the people who created this might be geek out on or be interested in recapturing what it actually felt like. And of course, The Wonder Years is such a great comp. Um, there are many others that we could bring up, but keeping it on this show and the Goldbergs, they really do capture that to some degree. And I, um, yeah, short of the laugh track itself, this could almost be an 80s sitcom because it's so... Um, the archetypes are clear. The the middle brothers just like the spazzy. Oh gosh, you know. Um, anyhow, it's it's fun to think about everything that now you know goes into creating a show like this. You um, you know you mentioned I mentioned like there's archival footage, and we won't get too deep into it because I understand we'll learn more about it as the show goes on. But um, I remember in our childhood, which is, you know, similar era, right? Tracking than this show. There was that person and, you know, I feel like it was maybe like one friend in our friend group who always had a camera on the shoulder. And, you know, I can even think of a couple of those, you know, it sort of was one person, <laughs> then another through the years, right? But 
we are probably both thinking of the same couple people that that were that person growing up. And to not only, you know, incorporate that, but the actual footage into a TV show is something really cool. And so I'm sure we'll we'll learn more about that. I'm sure you have, you know, more thoughts on that. But uh, since this doesn't really get too much into that footage and sort of that process, we won't, you know, talk about it too long. But everything at their disposal to paint this picture and to drop you into this period they're really utilizing. Yeah, I mean, the format is what the pilot is, you know, so the the pilot of the show, and then they show you this footage at the end that has a connection. So you so in this in the okay, pilot, great, you saw, yeah. you got that kind of intro of who everybody actually was. Right. And so it just sort of evolves from there, but it doesn't sort of move out of that structure, ultimately. Yeah, there's no, and like, I, spliced in actual footage during the episodes. Exactly, yeah. It's just, like, yeah. footage that connects to sort of what you just saw that right the actual that, tales and, get, and, it, and it, it certainly works i mean I, like to yeah. watch the pilot and then actually to see these moments especially uh, i think it was like with the real brother in the bathroom who's mm-hmm. just like that moment of being like stop recording to him being like oh get out of here you know just that like adaptation of that yeah it made in a lot of ways i wonder if you had this experience like my family didn't do that. We didn't own a video recorder. Yeah. And I probably would have been the kid running around with it the whole time, but like we just didn't have one or we weren't a family that did that. Yeah. And it makes me kind of long. Like when I think in my memory, I can think of those moments of like, you know, irritating my brother or like my parents and like, and I just, it makes me long to wish that I had captured it in this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just to have that as as documented, you know, like a family video album, right? Of, yeah, and also like of the weird, of the kind of imperfect moments that are just now super funny. Sure, yeah, stuff would have like, been, like yeah. mortifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we didn't either growing up. However, we had a family friend who did, and he, unfortunately, he didn't live where we grew up, and so he would come to visit or we would go visit him. And there were, I don't know if these still exist in the world, but there were a few VHS tapes <laughs> of us as like, you know, young kids, just that kind of stuff. Life and being silly and goofy in front of the camera and, um, you know, just stuff caught and hidden camera or just, you know, candid moments. And there's literally like, I don't know if they even still remain, but there was maybe two of them from our whole childhood. And they were just oh, wow. so prized and cherished to have that stuff on tape. And, you know, one thing I do remember having on tape, Steve, and we can share a little personal moment with our listeners right now. Sure. Is videotapes of plays that both of us were in. And. <laughs> That was something that uh, even if your family didn't do that or didn't have a video camera, I mean, they they weren't that widespread during this time. So it was, you know, maybe one of our friends who was the person that actually had the access and was always recording. But there were often someone, you know, or a tripod set up recording a VHS, probably live to VHS, you know, giant camcorder, not even camcorder, like giant video recorder. And... There was, and we can even see if this still exists, one of us in the Sound of Music 
when we were 11. So a little personal moment. Oh, wow. I didn't, it's funny. We, Eli and for our listeners out there, Eli and I did a lot of children's theater when we were little. And um, that was sort of how we got to know each other at a very young age. And I knew of other recordings of other plays that we were involved with. And I didn't, wasn't aware there was a recording of the Sound of Music. That would be a wild one to watch. But I'm so glad we actually have brought this up out of this pilot, this discussion has started because it's, I have a son who's six and a half years old and I have gigabytes of video (laughs) on my phone, right? right? Like, and he takes it and he likes making little movies and, and it's such a different era. And that's almost why I kind of long more that I had, that we had had a recorder that we could have captured something as sort of old school as it would have been. But I bet you have, or your mom or someone has stills. Oh, definitely. Boxes of stills, right? And, my and that's what we have. We have yeah. these boxes and boxes, probably albums. Um, my mm-hmm. mom periodically like just opens up the vaults and sorts through untouched boxes, you know, for decades. And then she'll send us a like little mini album or a few pictures of us periodically. And even that's so magical to have. And to bring that back to our discussion of the Goldbergs, I think it's clear that given, you know, our childhood and just the time and um, nostalgia around that and family memories and growing up, this show uh, does and did resonate, you know, with us watching. And I think it's interesting we have a lot of remakes, and there's a remake of The Wonder Years, um, which... Oh, yeah, that a friend recommended on this podcast recently. Exactly, yeah, and yeah. I'd be really interested be really interested to see, um, you know, that, I believe, is very similar to these shows, um, with a key difference being that the main family is African-American. It's not like we didn't have sitcoms, you know, with black main characters back then, but it was majority white. And there was certainly a lack in representation across all classes and lines and genres. And so this sort of fun, comedic family sitcom was predominantly white-based in our childhood. So do you think it is really cool all the different things we're able to do and also that there's been more branching out in this genre and more representation? Because for us, shows like this and even Dairy Girls, though we're certainly not uh, Irish uh, women, Irish, young Irish lasses that grew up in the 90s, the time and a lot of the culture was so nostalgic for us. Um, So... I like to uh, definitely say, you know, we'll have to maybe um, check out the new Wonder Years and uh, and follow up on some other takes on this genre. But this one, the Goldbergs, uh, was a lot of fun for the pilot. And yeah, I don't know if there's any last things you wanted to talk about. No, it was. A, I mean, it was a good point about you know representation when you brought up tv shows from the 80s earlier like in my mind the first ones that popped in my head were like family ties and all white families and i know there were a few a few shows that weren't like that but it's the ratio was you know like 10 to 1 probably on tv or whatever it was yeah and 
I did I did think that the structure of the Goldbergs had a more modern take as far as like what a TV show is. So I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of influences from the 80s, obviously. I'd be interested to kind of hear or maybe continue this conversation as we watch two and three about what we think the influences are from like the actual content from the 80s. Right. Um, I wanted to just ask you quickly because I love how it opens with like the Karate Kid and Night Rage just opens with this pop culture like movie, TV yeah. to sort of intro you into the world. Right. And I think that's almost kind of more more telling of what you're going to see in the and even the moment with the father I'm home and he's taking off his pants and I get the TV that's that play on like that Dick Van Dyke or like you know when the dad would come home and like any of those things but again like more modern family more like contemporary TV comedy now timing and quick cuts and mm-hmm. and and those yeah. kinds of things that that's what I noticed in in the pilot right yeah and I don't know that I can even sort of speak that much, if at all, to, you know, production choices, to actual, like, um, you know, pacing, the way they shot it, um, with any sort of definitive knowledge other than just, you know, personal observations, having um, lived through the 80s and, you know, having started watching TV then, uh, mostly at my grandparents'. Uh, That was another great part about the 80s is, you know, TV was fairly ubiquitous, but the access was just uh, exponentially, you know, smaller and harder Mm -hmm. um, than currently because there was maybe one TV in most houses and that one TV maybe got a couple channels. And maybe if you were lucky, I mean, we're talking 80s, like maybe if you're lucky there was some early cable you know, options, but that was an era where access to TV was so prized and so hard to get to. I mean, now we have not only streaming, but just screens everywhere and the age that kids get their first smartphone that is a TV, (laughs) it's higher resolution than the best TVs in, you know, theaters back then. I mean, it's just the exponential growth of technology in the other way has uh, just allowed this to be so enculturated and just prolific. Thinking back to then, it's just so funny to think about like how hard it was to just have the access. So for me... Absolutely. If you didn't see the show on Sunday night or Monday night, you couldn't, you were out of the conversation at school, you know. Not only that, but... We weren't allowed to just turn on the TV in my house either. So for me, all TV watching was pre-cleared and approved by mom and scheduled. And it was like, yeah, you didn't just turn on the TV. So it was pretty sweet to ever, like at my grandparents usually, sorry. They have passed, (laughs) so rest in peace, Graham and Gramps. But my grandparents, it was like, yeah, sure, just stay below like this channel. You know, it was like... PBS, Nesson, whatever local <laughs> channels, go for it, kid. Watch whatever you want. <laughs> well, that's a sweet memory to share. But yeah, and I and I totally hear what you're saying. And in my house, it was definitely a hierarchy. If my dad was watching TV, we were watching what he was watching. And there was no, yes. <laughs> there's no going to your room with an iPad or whatever is going on with these wacky kids today. And I can I can picture your dad, maybe not late 80s, but 
definitely like early to mid nineties. I can picture him just sitting, uh, <laughs> you know, tuned in, just like watching sports, watching, you know, some interesting show or some doc, some history, you know, what else sure. did your dad used to watch? Do you remember? Yeah. He'd like, yeah, well, you know, he'd always, yeah, he definitely watch sports, but he, sports. he would, he and my mom would always watch like murder. She wrote and Matt Glock. Matt and Locke, yeah, classics. They kind of get locked into these classic shows that were on, yeah, that were on TV. And then I would get, and that was in a way kind of how I got introduced. And then I think we all would watch The Wonder Years. We'd all watch these ones that right. kind of defined my childhood TV watching thing. It was like a family thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was, and that was like. I think part of, for the first time, really, like, there was a TV in most households, like, 70s, 80s, and then it was, like, a family thing, and that started, you know, earlier, but it became, like, I don't know, I feel like, and maybe we're just nostalgic, because this is when we grew up, we're not experts, so we probably sure. waxed too poetical on this, but I feel like it was a time where it was, like, you had these shows that really were whole family watch together shows and it yeah. felt like the the sort of golden age of that and i think to some degree that's probably accurate at least 70s 80s and into the early 90s but 80s felt like peak family shows and then uh of course you had both the like appealing to your parents and then appealing more to the kids saved by the bell of course watched a ton of saved by the bell <laughs> Uh, but anyhow, we've rambled uh, on about this and about nostalgia and the Goldbergs pilot episode. So, Steve, I think it's probably time we wrap up today's discussion and give our listeners time to watch episodes two and three of the Goldbergs, which we will just head straight into. There's no doubt we're watching the next couple before we talk about two and three of the Goldbergs. Well, that sounds great. So we'll see you there, friends. Thanks for listening, friends. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts. And there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.